Today we'll be talking about Too Shy to Say from Fulfilling His First Finale, released on the 22nd of July 1974. On the track we have Stevie, uh, he's mostly on piano, there is no synthesizers on this track. Um, we have uh, James Jameson uh, playing some acoustic bass, although it's not that prominent in the song I would say. The main kind of feature of the song is the pedal steel guitar from Sneaky Pete Kleinow. Um, who I think has played on a couple of tracks before this with Stevie. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 29, and joining me to talk about today is Adil Kirji. Hello, Adil. Hi. The entire kind of melancholy of fulfillingness kind of really seeps into this song. <laughs> like, um, you know, I would say uh, maybe it ain't no use, and uh, possibly they won't go when I go. We're probably the only more kind of like melancholy songs on this album. <laughs> like, there's just this kind of... Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I mean, a lot of people kind of put it down to the fact that obviously Stevie was in a car crash like a year before this and was in a coma for a few days. And when he came out, he had a kind of a slightly different kind of um, you know uh, kind of take on life. Um, and I think you know this is at the point where he has met the uh, woman who would be the mother of his first child, um, who of course features on the song "Isn't She Lovely." Um, and so this is him kind of uh, confessing his love to her. Um, and I don't know, I like it's it, what I love about these songs that Stevie does where he, um, you know, kind of confesses his emotions or he, you know, kind of, um, you know, in this particular way, like when he makes this kind of declaration, uh, I just love how um, genuine it sounds. And also due to the way the production is done. Um, you know, in particular, if you're like listening, you know, with the um, headphones on or whatever, Stevie is right in the center of the mix. And it's almost as if you're kind of standing in the studio with him as he kind of sings this directly to you. Um, and, you know, it, like his voice is transcendent. So, <laughs> of course, you know, just the, the way that he says, you know, you make me smile, you make me sing, you make me feel good, everything like it's you're like, oh, you know, clearly he's, you know, he's in love. Um, you know, uh, he doesn't need to be shy about it. Like, yes. <laughs> and I don't even know why he's trying to pretend that he's being shy about it because he's definitely not, um, you know, and just this, you know, you bring me up when I've been down. This only happens when you're around. I mean, such a, you know, Stevie's not like a, a complex lyricist, um, but, you know, those are just like beautiful words. Just like, it's so kind of simple. And, you know, you do kind of feel that whoever he's singing this to, like has, you know, what they've come into his life and, you know, they are kind of making him happy. Yeah, there's a huge positive um, impact. And, you know, even though there is, I think I think maybe it's because of Sneaky Pete's steel pedal guitar, it kind of gives it this this weird kind of like country feel. Um, Very even much though so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's also gives it, again, like there is this kind of weird little kind of melancholy as well. Like, uh, you know, there is like this, maybe there's this kind of danger that he's, he's kind of, um, you know, expressing these sentiments, but the person is not going to return the, the kind of feeling. And um, so maybe that's why he's too shy to say. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I think there's sort of like two readings. Maybe one would be he's being coy and like, yeah, I'm not too shy. I'm singing you this song, um, which sort of fits more in like the usual confidence you get out of Stevie. But I actually think 
this feels more like a vulnerability. I, I think it's not that he was too shy to like confess his love or get in together with him, but uh, with this person it was probably. I think it's like, oh, I like this is really strong, and I'm, I'm being I like this is way stronger. I'm too shy to say how actually much like it's the degrees of the emotion that yeah. like it's a vulnerability of being like you like you this only happens when you're around this is something new like you can do this extra thing and it's like the plainness of those words um and like again the smoothness of the way he sings them um just make makes it feel like it's this like i'm super vulnerable i'm too shy to say because that this is new and it's kind of scary, but also I need to tell you. Like that's sort of the vibe I get from um, how you could be Stevie Wonder and write this beautiful song, but claim you're too shy to say because obviously you can't be because you're doing it. Which yeah is now a tagline I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny as well because when he get does get to the chorus and he says, "I can't go on this way with it stronger every day," but being too shy to say that I really love you. And when he sings that line as well, his delivery of the, like he goes into his lower register. It's such a wonderful delivery. But the fact that he isn't actually saying that he, lo he's not saying I love you at any point. He's saying he's too shy to say that he really loves them. So he's breaking it up a little bit. So it, it's not a direct confession. So there is the kind of, like you say, the coyness of like him being like, you know, I have these thoughts and maybe this is what they mean. And so I kind of like that he's phrasing it that, you know, he's too shy to say I love you, which is kind of almost like a get out of like if they say, you know, if the other person does respond, he can say, look, I was saying I was too shy to say that. I'm not saying yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm too shy to kind of express those emotions. Um, and I just I don't know it's such a it's such a wonderfully kind of simple way of doing this. And, and you know, this is something that some of the, you know, some of the earlier stuff from the first couple of albums, you know, it kind of shares uh, that same kind of, you know, like the stuff that he wrote for Cyrita, um, you know, on um, where I'm coming from and music of my mind, even if you go back as far as stuff like Science Seal Delivered and My Sharia More, which again are both about Cyrita, there is this kind of feeling that, you know, once Stevie is in love with someone, he, the way he expresses it is very kind of like, um, you know, very raw and kind of like direct. Um, you know, in particular, if you, you know, if you listen to stuff like, you know, I believe when I fall in love and, you know, you and I can conquer the world, like it, it literally is just him kind of making the declaration, um, you know, and I do, I kind of as well, you know, like the kind of maybe the reason he's a bit more kind of shy here is expressed in the second verse where he says, I want to fly away with you. There's nothing more for us to do. Uh, I want to be more than a friend until the end of an endless end, which is uh, I mean, uh, the repetition of end is kind of interesting in that final sentence um, but that, that that kind of I want to be more than a friend you know like that again you know this is that's obviously the backbone of and you know I don't know two dozen romantic comedies from like the yeah. early 2000s like this idea that you know someone and you have this particular emotion and there is the risk that you know if you if you want to be more than a friend with someone if they don't return those feelings then obviously you know, does that signal the end of that particular relationship? Um, and so, you know, Stevie is kind of, he's, like you say, he is being a little bit coy about being like, this is what he wants to be. He's not saying that that's his actual, like, goal. He's just saying, you know, that's what he's thinking about. And then when he gets back to the chorus, and, you know, again, he's saying, that, you know, I'm too shy to say that I really love you. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, it, it, so especially um, with that verse and then the chorus, it really comes off as, like, unrequited love or, but I, 
or at least it could come off that way. But I, I don't think it, it, I don't think that's what it is. I think it again, it's a, a degrees thing. It's like I'm scared of this relationship. Um, yeah. Again, just because uh, sort of contextually, why would you like like the first verse having the like you you brighten my day, etc. It just feels like they have a more of interaction, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. I mean, um, it, it feels like certainly in the first verse, he's talking about someone who he's spending a lot of time around. Yeah. And you think to yourself, well, why would you be spending that much time around someone who you weren't in a relationship with? Um, you know, so it's not like he's talking about a co-worker because, you know, he's Stevie Wonder. And, <laughs> you know, at this point, his co-workers are mostly record producers and you uh, know, and other musicians. Honest, mostly himself. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I mean, if Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, I remember was very much in love with the drummer of his band on these last few albums, which was, of course, Stevie <laughs> Wonder. Um, so yeah, so this sentiment of like he's spending a lot of time around this person and they brighten up his day and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, you don't really start saying that to just like somebody who like you're seeing nine to five at like a day, you know, like a, a, an office job, do you? Like that's somebody who you are spending more time with and who. You know, if they're not already in a relationship with you, there's certainly, you know, there's certainly a friendship that is, you know, probably on the verge of being a relationship. Um, and that's what this kind of feels like. Like, it doesn't feel like somebody that he's just met. It feels like someone he's spending time with. And then, you know, he's just a, he just wants to take that final. It feels like then like nine tenths of the way there and he wants to take that final step to make it 100 percent. And but again, um, he's being coyly reluctant yeah yeah I, I'm, and and i think as well like as it as it kind of finishes where he says you know I, I can't go on this way feeling stronger every day um you know it's like well uh, it, it, like each day this this is only going to get kind of you know more and more like the relationship is only going to get deeper and deeper so it's like you know it's almost like he's kind of saying we have to kind of we have to kind of take a plunge now and kind of define what's happening just so that we can kind of you know, so we can kind of put a name to it and then at least he can kind of go instead of, you know, from being too shy to say that he really loves someone, he can just go to saying that he loves them, um, you know, which obviously, you know, he's written three minute pop songs that were very much about being in love with someone. So, <laughs> you know, we know he can do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, I love the entire of this album and it's probably one of my favorite Stevie Wonder albums. It's probably one of the albums that I listen to the most. Um, and I think, you know, one of my favorite things about this album is, is just that all 10 tracks are kind of perfectly placed. Um, so, you know, we've, we've kind of had like kind of heaven is 10 zillion light years away, which feel, you know, which kind of finishes with this kind of gospel chanting. Um, and then we kind of get this very kind of intimate song. Like, you know, it is just Stevie. There's not like, you know, six different synthesizers on here. It's just kind of like a piano line and, and that, that steel guitar, and it's kind of a lot more intimate and, you know, it's, it's, it's just it just works perfectly coming off heaven is 10 zillion light years away. And then kind of going from that into Boogie on Reggae Woman again, like the sequence in this album is so perfect. Um, you know, and for me, I'm going to say uh, six out of five. I love this song. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this. It, it, it's a uh, it's a five for me, too. But I, I didn't you'd be, you'd be you already beat me by saying six. Yeah, I really like this song. I like I like how much of his obvious emotion spills through with the simple lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's like there there's a class uh, of, of Stevie Wonder songs, which are just like, again, uh, I'm. I think we said this off mic, but he's not the world's best lyricist, but sometimes you can tell this is literally just, these are his thoughts and feelings and he's getting them out pretty raw. And that makes it sort of the simplicity, 
like transcends it transcends the simplicity because it's clearly what he's thinking and feeling this is a textbook example of that this is just you've like this is what i'm saying i feel like it i, I know that it's less unrequited love and more struggling and being vulnerable with this new person because of the depth of the emotion because one i've been there before but two it just comes out in the performance yeah it comes and out not just because of the words which are really simple and could be read in different ways but just comes out through the song like this seems like what's going on i'm coyly <laughs> vulnerable but this needs to go forward i can't help it you're amazing and I, I think as well, this is something I said about, you know, Stevie's lyrics on a number of occasions. Like if you see the songs that Stevie has where he has co-writers, the complexity of the lyrics immediately goes up. Whereas if it's just Stevie by himself, they are a lot simpler. And I think that really works because obviously, you know, if you're if you're Stevie Wonder, the thing you have to sell a song is Stevie Wonder singing the song. <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to worry about the lyrical complexity as long as you have Stevie's voice. Um, and this is, like I said, it's a, it's just such a great performance. Like, it, it just feels like he's literally in front of you, kind of, you know, trying to get these emotions out. Um, and I'd say that's something that's missing from the Diana Ross cover version, which came out a couple of years later and was a modest hit for her. You know, like, uh, it was quite successful. Um, and I just don't, like, I don't buy any of the emotion from Diana Ross in the song. Like, it, it just sounds like she's reading words. Like, it doesn't sound like she really is expressing the same emotion. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, she's definitely performing the song. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like like that. There's that gap, as you're saying. Also, I I don't know who arranged it, but I found the slowing it down a little, deeper emphasis on pianos, just like it, just and like more um, vocal re reverb. Right, you're getting some some acoustic like choralness out of it, and it just sort of again. Given that I, the the sentiment feels hollow, because sort of what makes it not hollow is it's clearly Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Wonder. Sorry, <laughs> it's clearly Stevie. Um, in the in the ver in in the original version, and then she's just sort of not there, and then you end up actually having the the music itself sounding hollower because of just the way it's mastered and like the way that they're leaning on the piano pedals. Everything just sort of has this, which I think they're trying to go for gravitas, but to me, it just was like, yep. This seems like a shell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying the emotion, and now you're, the actual music is also making me think of empty space. It yeah, just, it, yeah, it just did not work for me. I mean, it, it almost it almost, like the Stevie like the um, Diana Ross version. It almost feels like they're trying to put you to sleep rather than, you know, like expressing emotion. It just it it feels like they've taken everything away from the song. Um, that is, you know, that is special, which is, you know, mostly Stevie Wonder's voice, uh, but also like the kind of the raw emotion of it. Um, you know, it just feels like it's uh, it's just kind of missing, um, yeah. you know. And, and I mean, I, I think there's other songs that are on, on the album that that came off, uh, which is Baby It's Me, uh, which came out in 77, um, you know, that are, are kind of like better songs, basically. Um, you know, so it, it just, it just feels, it feels like, um, you know, like she kind of almost didn't understand <laughs> what the song was about. Um, you know, and, and like you say, I don't think the, like the production on it isn't really that great either. Um, it's it, like, it just, it doesn't really under, it doesn't seem to understand what the sentiment of the song is. Um, you know, which is this kind of, you know, reluctant, shy love. Instead, it's just Diana Ross saying words and, you know. Yeah, it's sort of, I know, loungy. This, yeah, this can be done loungy. So we'll just put the levels on loungy. We we'll get the right instruments. There you go. Yeah, and I would say like the songs of Richard Cheese are a better version of like 
loungy than than Diana Ross's version of Two Shades of Say. Definitely, um, yeah. Yeah. There's also a uh, a cover by uh, a lady called Keiko Lee who seems to have done a number of covers. That uh, once I listened to this, there were a number of others that were getting recommended to me by YouTube. Um, and it's a it's a nice version, but it's a bit kind of like uh, I don't know folky, and I guess that kind of works. Uh, but like I say, I mean. For me, one of the things that also sells this song is Sneaky Pete's pedal guitar. Like, that really, you know, it works well with, with, with Stevie's voice. You know, there's a few tracks over these albums where Stevie uses pedal guitar, and he kind of only uses it just, you know, he seems like he picks the right songs to put it on. Um, and, you know, it just, it really works with his voice. Um, so, you know. Gets that melancholy sort of note of that vulnerability of, like, I'm, something's not quite there. There's like there's a mix of emotions there and the and the yeah so the other cover also is purely piano, and again you just you're losing something with the way the tones come out. I think the depth of like, again like you said, I I I do have that that back step. I I'm too shy to say I really love you. I I was just saying I was too shy. I wasn't saying I really love you. Yeah. Like something yeah. in that emotion is sort of the the that that pedal guitar really like it it comes out like it's just it's got because it's not twangy it's just got something yeah it's just the tones sort of give this notion of unsettled not unsettled is the wrong term there's something about the way the tones come out with that and that consistently that that lends itself towards what he's saying emotionally and then when you switch just like pure piano it again it just seems like you you lose the depth of the different uh, instruments going on um, and it just becomes too plain. I think also all cover versions of this song are missing one important fact, which is they don't have Stevie Wonder singing Stevie, them. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. So, <laughs> so he's, he's the X factor on this particular track. So once you take that away, it's like, well, what are you listening to? You're just listening to another kind of uh, you know, almost love song, basically. Um, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Adil? Uh, for sure. Uh, I co-host the Tech Up podcast. We're a craft beer and video game podcast on the Out of Lives Network. And I produce this next act, uh, the podcast, which is a live comedy night here in Bristol that I flip into a podcast. And also um, my Twitter and Instagram are at the Omniarch. T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. And you can find us for this project on Twitter at Stevie Boy Wonder. Thanks for being my guest here today. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, I'm not too shy to say. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.